Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. This podcast is run in association with The Performer Journals and Performing Arts Mag. Our aim is to make the performing arts industry a safer and more accessible place for performers. If you want to find more tips, downloadable resources, activities and articles from industry experts, please head to the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag. If you would like personal support and guidance or you have a topic you would like us to cover, then please head to our show notes and you will find the link to The Performer Journals on Instagram and you can DM us anytime with anything you may need. Don't forget, if you love this show, if you love the episodes that we provide, then please head to Spotify or iTunes to leave us a review. We would be really, really grateful. Thank you for your support and without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Maisie Carter, who is a fight choreographer. Hi Maisie, thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, I'm so glad we finally got to do this, because between us, we've t- it's taken about four months to be able to find a date that we can both do. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> really has, but I'm so pleased we can finally have you on. So please, for all the listeners at home, can you tell them a bit about who you are and what you get up to? Sure. I'm... Maisie, as was just said, I work as a fight director or a performer. I also work as a fight instructor and I run a company called MC Combat, which is predominantly where I do most of my teaching. Uh, And I spend most of my life in my car, driving around the country, doing various different things in fighty form. (laughs) Fighty form, I like it. (laughs) Um, So under your term of fight choreographer, what roles and responsibilities does that contain? Because most people probably won't have heard of what you do. So what what does that involve? We kind of have two different aspects that I mainly would come across. As a fight choreographer or a fight director, your main job is to go into shows and you work alongside the director to create Uh, whether it's basic movement or a full-on fight but it kind of slots into the show to enhance whatever is happening and that's a very different job to being an instructor because that kind of fight choreography requires it to come from the actors or at least that's how I work I would always let the actors lead what's happening so they can kind of say what they feel comfortable with or how they think their character will respond to a situation and you kind of develop it as you go it's very much a group process to create something that is coming from the storyline and usually it's shorter fights or easier fights um, because they have so much to think about and they'll be really random you come into some jobs and they're like cool we want it to be all around this scaffolding or we're going to fight with this uh, cane or umbrella and it's always random stuff whereas as an instructor your job more is to focus on people's technique so they could come in for an exam course for example and we're trying to get their technique nice and solid so that when they go on to a professional job they know that they're going to be safe in what they're doing and and those for me as an instructor it's more about encouraging a variety of people to do it I feel like 
always get the impression that in order to do fights you have to be agile or fit or whatever it is and that's just not always the case you know the characters don't need that you just have to be able to take your own interpretation of it so as an instructor you try to guide people on how to make it their own and take whatever choreography you've given them but put your own spin on it rather than just trying to emulate whatever I'm doing. And so that's much more of an individual training process that we take them through as opposed to a group process where we're working around your characters. Amazing. Do you have a personal preference of which one you're like, oh, I really love doing that, but this is my... I love them both. (laughs) You love them both. I really love the creative aspect of choreography and it will always be different and you know like sometimes you're in the round or you're on a thrust and you have to like really I have to really think about what I'm going to do and be really clever sometimes and I love that challenge um, and working with the directors but with teaching oh I'm just I'm meant to be I'm a mum from the age of like 12 I just love watching people grow like from the beginning of the course to the end of the course or they come on to a second course and even not even necessarily their skill even if just their confidence as a person has developed like I get very emotionally attached to everything (laughs) I'll be like so I get really invested in all of my students so I love both of them but for very different reasons they both bring something very different to the table for me which is why I like to kind of spread them both out in my work so I'm not just doing the same thing yeah definitely that sounds amazing and it sounds super exciting as well when I was looking at your list of credits you've done like an extensive list of things is there like a one credit that like stands out for you where you were like oh that was just so much fun to be a part of oh god oh god I don't know but from different worlds when I did so when I worked on Hannah with Amazon Prime, that was a much longer job. And we got to, I was really lucky that we went in for season two and then they brought us back for season three. And it was very much like, uh, there was a group of 20 of us and we all kind of worked on it together. And that for me was kind of the first time that, and it was all girls. So they basically hired a group of 20 of us females to be these like female assassins. And that was the first time that I'd really been surrounded by females predominantly otherwise usually I'm around guys there's nothing wrong with that it's just a male heavy industry um and it was the first time I kind of was in that environment around all of these women that were just amazing at what they do and yeah it was kind of one of those moments where I was like I want to do this forever and be around women forever really really interesting and really clever and I had 
had to work really closely with them to find what was what would be right for them and what will come across correctly to the audience in the storyline that they were giving because it's quite a politically charged show and that as a choreographer was probably one of the first times that I re- like I really panicked and because I was so desperate to get it right it was two females and it's only two of them in the show and I was so desperate to get their story right and their characters right and it came up quite a bit of pressure but that was just lovely like the director was a female and two girls are there like another situation I was surrounded by women and it was great and um, those are the two big ones for me my main thing when I started my business was about promoting women to do this kind of stuff and have other women around them supporting them and encouraging them and giving them that environment so those were the kind of two big ones for me that stood out that's amazing I mean yeah that sounds incredible both jobs there I mean and all the others that you've got on your CV as well really incredible um so well done to you because they looked amazing um so with like fight choreography now I might might not be the only person here but especially with stunts and tricks I'm a bit of a what's the word coward I think is the right word. Um, And I get really scared about doing these kind of things. So what advice would you give to someone who's like maybe on set for the first time and they're being told that they have to, you know, do a fight scene or something? Where where do they start? What do they have to do first? I mean, this is a tricky one. The first thing I want to point out is that everyone is scared i think lots of people seem to think that they're on their own and in particular i get a lot of people that i come across who kind of watch what i do or they watch my social media or whatever and they just think i'm not afraid of anything and they're like oh but it's so easy for you because you're just gonna do it so not true in any way like even the smallest things like a backward roll it will still freak me out every time oh good because I can't I can't do one of those forwards is fine I can see where I'm going backwards no yeah every time and I stand there and go okay you're gonna be fine you've done it before and I just like really psych myself up and then go for it and it's just one of those things like it's just in my brain so that's my first thing it's never just you and if you have those kind of fears or worries they are always going to be something that you can work through with someone or on your own in terms of when you're on set if you're on set or even if you're in a show and a fight director comes in and they ask you to do something if you're really panicking about it firstly ask them just say could you explain that again or ask them to show you like if that fight director or choreographer or coordinator or whoever it is can't show you what they want you to do then you don't need to agree to do it like if they can't show it and they can't teach it and demonstrate it properly then how are you supposed to learn it safely either so ask them ask them to show you and then don't be afraid to get them to break it down again i'm really sorry that didn't make sense please can you do it again at the end of the day you're the one on stage or you're the one on camera not them they're there to guide you and to help you so just always ask them talk to them if you need an adjustment because it's not comfortable in your body say so and they should hopefully change it around for you prior to that just 
training. There is so much out there, whether it's courses that are for qualifications or courses that are just for fun, for workshops or anything like that, go to them. Obviously, money is always a thing and we have to think about that as performers and freelancers. But if you can afford them, try to get onto some courses, particularly in a weapon that you know you'll come across a lot. So unarmed is really common, knife is really common, things that are gonna pop up in your genre of your typecast. Try to get to some of those. And if you can't afford it, email them. Like we hand out scholarships at all of my courses. Just email them and explain, I really want to do it. How can I get involved? And um, all of that is good. And the more regularly you can do it, it's like anything, the more often you can get in and do it, the more comfortable you're going to feel with that. Everyone has their strong suits and their fears. So the more you put yourself in that situation, the more you're going to be able to overcome that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. That's fantastic advice. And hopefully many people who are listening to this, um, we'll talk about a bit later on where they can find out about these kind of things. But hopefully that will um, get them excited to go and give it a try. I'm excited. I would like to give it a try. So maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, um, So how would people if they this is something that they wanted to get into? How how would they go about that? It kind of depends which route you want to go down. If we're just primarily staying as performers and as actors, the best thing you can do is to get a couple of qualifications. And obviously the more you do, the better. Um, But there are, so we work under an exam board called the Academy of Performance Combat. That's my exam board that I will use. And their qualifications are accredited by Equity and Spotlight. So as an actor, they're really useful for you to gain those qualifications and put on your CV so that when you're going up for a job and you fit the brief, they go, oh, tick, tick, it's all on spotlight, happy days. And I mean, on top of that, they're great training, usually quite intense. Um, They usually, if you're not in drama school, done over weekends or three days. So it can be quite an intense amount of training for you but obviously the more you do that the more you adapt to that kind of intense training and you can gain so many qualifications in so many different weapons and and you start at your basics and you can work all the way up to your honors and and those are great because they kind of teach you how to start from the very core foundations of stuff and then as you go up the levels you get longer fights or you have to deal with being in a group fight or how to create a fight around a story as opposed to a fight and then smushing a scene in for your exam and so they're great and trying to get regularly into those is really great and if you're wanting to then kind of transfer onto screen if that's again as an actor the best thing you can do is get some footage so once you've done some training and you have it in your body try to get onto a course that will give you footage for your showreel because these days, more often than not, they want to see what you can do. They don't just want to see it on paper. They want to actually know that you can do that. Um, So they're really useful for you as an actor. If you're kind of going more towards, I don't really want to be an actor, but I specifically want to do fights, there's kind of two separate realms. You can be a special action performer or you can be a stunt performer. Stunt performer is a big training thing. It's totally achievable and 
definitely worth doing but through the British Stump Register you have to apply to them and they give you this big list of qualifications that you choose from you pick six qualifications and you have to obtain all of those to then get onto the Stump Register and then when you're on that Stump Register you will then be insured to be employed doing stunts and that's things like falling off a building or being set on fire or you know the bigger things that you'd see the more spectacle things special action is kind of the step in between being an extra and being a stunt performer it's a step in the middle so you can kind of do more than an extra you could do i don't know a couple of knife fights or falling to the ground or um a little bit of shoving around it's like the in-betweeny stuff not so big that you need massive insurance for that again qualifications are great um and footage is great but you can get yourself onto agencies for that as well which will help you kind of get more work in that area and that really is just understanding the difference in the two so if you're going in for a qualification understanding the difference between how you would then do it on stage and how you would do it on screen you as a performer just need to be ready to adapt to that in that situation but the qualifications will still teach you the same basis you just then need to take from it what you need does that help yeah definitely i think that's really helpful for people to know if they wanted to do something within that i think it'd be a great um, great advice so they know where to start and where they need to go with it um, so what would I my question is when you're on set or when you're in a show and you're dealing with people what helps them be able to help you in that role so is there something that they can do is it like asking questions or is it you know um, trying to help understand where you're you're coming from or is there something that you know they do that then doesn't help you if they put like a guard up or something like what what can they do that's a really good question for me in both scenarios it will always be openness and that can be over different things so if you have an injury it's good for us to know that straight away because if you try to power through that injury in rehearsals, you might be fine when we're setting it, but then you get one week into your eight shows a week run and you can't do the movement anymore and that then requires us to rejig what we're doing. So even things like that, just being open about how your body feels. I will try to always, anytime I set anything, I'll go, how does that feel on your body? How do you feel like when you're hitting the ground? Are we okay with that? And if you kind of go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, even though actually that impact on the floor was quite a lot for you or it's twinging your knee because you have an old injury from when you're 12 or whatever all things like that are really helpful for us because my job is to make sure that you're safe yes it's to give you good character development and create something that can go into your show but it's also there to ensure that you as an actor are going to be safe so physical things are good and I don't want to, I don't know if emotional is the right phrase. I feel like emotional openness is helpful as well. When there are some scenes, they're just brutal. And the things that your character has to go through are quite aggressive or they can be quite 
traumatizing and we need to make sure that you as an actor are going to be emotionally safe when you're doing that it's not just about your physicality so you talking to us about that kind of stuff is really helpful and if you don't feel comfortable with talking to the fight director like if I, you've only just met me and you don't feel comfortable sharing that with me sharing that with your director who can then feed that back to the flight director is always going to be helpful um, so that we can make sure that you're not going to go through that scene and that physicality and then be left feeling emotionally drained or stressed. Um, so those are always really helpful. Fun things are also helpful. Oh, I can do this. Like if you suggest a move that you know you can do sick, I'm going to be like, yes. <laughs> Let's cut it in. You know it's going to look great because you feel great doing it. You look sick doing it. Go for it. Like, that's me. I'd, I would always, like, encourage you to bring forward anything you know is something you're strong at. You're, like, if we're choreographing a sword fight and you know you can move super quick on your feet, tell us that because we'll work it around you and that will be then sick because you'll be in your element and we'll be at a fight that looks amazing. So just openness and communication, really. Ah, yeah, that's super. And I think what you said about old injuries as well, like even if they haven't affected you for a very long time, there's a certain move that you're doing. And like you say, you're doing an eight show a week. It yeah. can all of a sudden become a problem very, very quickly again. It's also good to remember, like once it's set, that doesn't have to be the end of it. Like, even if you get into tech and it's suddenly feeling weird and you want to change it, or you get four weeks into your run and it's suddenly feeling weird and you want to change it, that's fine. Though just share it with someone. Otherwise, you're powering through a run, which could be six months long, doing something that either your body isn't comfortable with or your brain isn't comfortable with. So I think that kind of stands for the whole run for me. Like, if at any point you're feeling strained or uncomfortable over what you're doing, come and talk to someone, your producer, your director, your fight director, anyone, and just kind of explain the situation because nine times out of 10, they, everyone will be like, yep, let's rework it. Because that, you know, you're the ones that are on stage. I think people need to remember that that has to last about your whole run as well, not just rehearsals. Yeah, that's really great advice. I think that's so important that they know that, that it's okay to get halfway through a run and be like, actually, this isn't working anymore. 100%. And, like, dynamics might change as well, you know? When you're on a run with someone for a year, dynamics and relationships with people that you're working with, they're going to change. And if that then has an impact on what you're doing, like, it's okay to talk about that and share that. That's, you know, you're an actor. You're not a robot. <laughs> you still have to share all of those emotions with us. Yeah, that's very true. And I loved what you said as well about, like, it's not just about physically if it's affecting you, like, mentally. Because while in acting, if we're talking about things like emotional recall, we always say, oh, make sure it's safe and things like that. But actually, with some of these stunts and the fights, they can be quite traumatic and triggering in some aspects as well so I think it's really important that they recognize when it's not just you know physical health yeah I yeah 100% agree I mean literally last week I was working on a scene where a baby gets 
ripped from her arms, the baby gets killed, and then she gets killed. And like, that arc is mental for an actor to go through. And you have to be really careful and really safe how you discuss that topic or how you go about staging that and how they feel in that moment. Obviously, you know, as an actor, you're going to want to portray those properly and you're going to want to represent that situation properly and give it absolutely everything that you've got on the night. Of course you are. But at the same time, you have to make sure that giving everything that you've got is still leaving something left over for you as a human. And that is just as much my job to make sure that you're okay. Yes, I can physically say, okay, at this point, we're... Your hand, right hand goes here, left hand goes here, and this is how we struggle, and I explain the physical movement all of it, but it's just as much my job to step in and check emotionally what you're doing with it at the same time. Yeah, I didn't, I I mean, when I thought about fight choreography, I did very much think, ah, they've got to tell them where to kick and where to punch and when to duck and when not to, and I didn't really think about the character journey because you have to bring in so much of that acting element it's not just as simple as setting a scene and this would look really good it's got to be authentic and natural as well yeah it's the flip side of the other stuff as well some of the really aggressive stuff I mean you'd hope that most people have never been in that situation or would never be that kind of person to be that aggressive so understanding you know if you're going to stab someone what mentally you're going through at that point or what their body is going through at that point. It's horrendous conversations to have sometimes, but even tapping into that aggression and explaining or developing that with the actors is also just as important. If they don't understand why their character's feeling that aggressive, it's not going to come across in the right way. Or if they're just tapping into their own real aggression, at what point do they then be able to stop and pull back and not allow it to actually become real aggression, real emotion, um, where it then becomes dangerous. So the traumatic stuff is something that we have to be really safe and really careful with, but also the aggressive stuff, you have to make sure they understand why they're doing that, but then understand how to control that so that you can step back at any moment. So it's like a fine line between the two and just checking in that people understand the reality of it you know there's some things like knife fights unfortunately knife crime is huge at the moment so understanding the reality of what it is that you're representing because when you get on that stage and you do that fight some people will watch it and see it as entertainment some people will have had experiences with knife crime and they will relate to that straight away and that's a lot of responsibility as an actor to be able to represent that correctly and it's those conversations as well which are really important to have in the room so that as actors you're prepared for what you're stepping into you're not just going oh we're going to do a knife fight and it's going to look great it will look great 100 percent. it will look great but we also want you to understand the weight of the scenario and the responsibility that comes with that that can then portray correctly to an audience and still keep you safe at the same time yeah 
That's really that's really interesting as well because I was quite naive and so that's really amazing to learn that you have to balance and juggle so much and I already have huge respect because like I say I'm not I'm not exactly the most brave when it comes to stunts and fights and things I'm the one running away hiding in the corner um so I always had a huge respect for people who are able to do that and to be able to choreograph it in such a way to make it look real and authentic but to know that you really you really care about the character arc as well as the the mental and physical health of the person doing it and the audience that's that's a huge huge task yeah <laughs> <laughs> when i explain it i'm like oh that's actually quite a lot of stuff we do there <laughs> yes it is and i think i mean i've never done a part where it's consisted of that so i've never seen you at work but now i know if i ever did do something like that like how much you'd be working to try and get everything to to come together yeah I think it's also really important that people are aware well in my head that's how it should be that is our job so if if you ever feel like hello people listening if you ever feel like when you go on the job you're not getting that uh care or you don't feel like people are listening to you if you're saying something like that or you don't feel like it's being done in a respectful way it's okay to say that don't ever feel pushed into doing something you're not comfortable with because that's not acceptable in my head this is part and parcel of our job and it is our job to yes give you sick fights but also protect you and make sure that mentally you're ready for what you're doing that's amazing because I feel like the wrong teacher can really I think that's why I've got such a fear of it is because I've had teachers where they've just been like no just do it you've seen me do it go and they get really angry and you're like I I don't know if I can do this and then you freak out and you just go for it but because you're so worried about what they think and everything else you can't think about what you're doing and nine times out of ten I ended up hurting myself so (laughs) I was like right shan't be doing that again um I think that's where the fear comes from now. And yeah, so I think it's so important to get someone who is nurturing and lovely and going to be able to understand you and relate to you and be able to help you through that. Yeah, it's understanding as well that everyone has a different journey. You know, I can't expect every student that walks through my door, I can't expect them to move and fight and behave like I do because they're not me. They're different heights, they're different builds, they're different genders, they're different ages. They've had different experiences in their life to what I've had. So I, it's all well and good for me to stand there and go, cool, do a shoulder roll. Cool, do this really ridiculously difficult technique with your single sword. Not everyone's going to pick it up like that because everyone has a different experience. And as a, both a fight choreographer and a teacher, you, it's important important that you treat everyone individually and you give them the time that they need if someone needs three times the amount of time to get the same move that it takes one person 10 minutes that's fine because that is your journey and you know I always say to my students when they come on my courses I'm not precious about choreography a fight course is there to develop your skills as a fighter so if there's a move in choreography that your body physically can't do cool, we'll change it to something else. We'll change it to something that your body can do. 
that looks good on your body, that feels comfortable in your body. Otherwise, you're hammering moves into a body that it's just not designed for and they're probably never going to do because in a choreography situation for a show, you wouldn't force an actor to do something they couldn't do because they have so much else to think about within that show. So I don't see any reason why that should be the case on a fight course either. If it doesn't fit with you, we'll just change it to something else. Or if you have the skill set to do something mental, like, I don't know, you can do a tornado kick. Cool, we'll add it in. Like, I just think it's important. And it's important for actors to know that that's the case. Or at least that's the case with me. Like, I don't expect every actor to be physically capable of the same thing. You're all individual, and that's what makes it an amazing place to work in is that you're always going to have someone different someone unique with a different skill set that's what makes my job amazing fun so why would I try to sandwich you all into one category yeah no that's that's great advice and I'm so pleased to hear that you do that because I think it's so important for people to find good teachers who who do have that understanding so tell us about more about your company, MC Combat, and what you're doing at the minute. So much. <laughs> we, um, so MC Combat is my company. I kind of started it when not so long after I started my training to be an instructor. And um, it kind of was developing in my head while I was training and then basically as soon as I passed, I was like, boom, here we go. And um, my main thing when I started was to encourage women. And um, because when I was training, I was just surrounded by a lot of males and I love them all. Like most of them are my best friends. <laughs> I love them all. But there wasn't much representation for women out there. Um, and I think... I've actually had an okay time of it. I know a few people who have had it a lot worse than me. But in my very few experiences, you come across either bias, like, oh, you can't do that because you're a girl, or uh, they just look at you differently or treat you differently. Um, you know, and sometimes it comes from men, sometimes it comes from women, but... I've only had to experience it a couple of times and I'm very lucky that I've only been through it a couple of times but I know a lot of people that have had more than that and I basically wanted to start the company A because I'm a female so I could essentially be a role model for those that don't have one that's a female and that people can look at and go okay she can do that that means I can do that and they can start thinking of it. And then when they come into courses or jobs, that they would always feel safe and comfortable. And they would never have to fight to prove that they were good at what they do or that they should be respected. Um, that's kind of where it started for me um, with the company. It's massively evolved <laughs> since then. Um, and there's so much that comes with it now. I really try to encourage all ages to get involved. You know, even if you just use it as a hobby, 
you know, we have some people that come on our courses that are in their 60s and they're just there because they want to do it as a hobby, want to lose some weight or whatever it is that they want. But getting away from that stereotype that you have to be fit, buff, athletic. Like when you think of, people think of stunt performers and they think like a really hench guy and a really hench girl who are like prime fitness and really athletic and capable of anything. And I kind of want to get away from that. Like, it's not just that. You don't need to be those things to be a performer and a fight performer. It's not necessary. So kind of encouraging all ages, all sizes, all genders, like getting them in. Um, And then we pushed it further. I just keep pushing um, to younger people i in my experience most people don't come across stage combat until they get into a drama school or a uni by which point it's not a bad thing but we as humans develop fears and worries mm-hmm. and by the time you become an adult you've kind of got those ingrained in your brain and you have to develop it takes longer to develop and you have to work harder to break those habits and you don't really have much time before you're then thrown into the world. You get three years in drama school and then see ya, have fun in the professional world, good luck. So kind of starting it from younger, getting younger people involved and showing them that this can be a career and how they can be involved in that, all that kind of stuff. So we now have lots of people. Um, and in particular at the moment, in the past year, I've been trying to expand it past just qualifications so originally we ran courses just for you to come in get your exams get them on spotlight and that was our main focal point we now have kind of pushed past that so we now have courses that give you footage for your showreels or we run workshops for international women's day that's purely female identifying people focusing on things that you need, whether that's a community of women to talk to or learning how to fight in a dress or heels or a corset or whatever. We have all of those there or scholarships. I was really lucky as a kid that I gained some scholarships to the school that I wanted to go to. And without those, those doors would not have been open to me and this would not be the career path that I'm on. And I was really lucky that someone saw that in me and offered me a scholarship. And I now want to be able to give that back. So we're offering different scholarships for kids and adults and uh, underprivileged people and women and all of these things that we're just trying to encourage people to get involved and be able to do it because money is both a blessing and a curse and we don't want it to hold you back from anything um so yeah there's a lot going on and I try to encourage there to be a lot going on um but we basically just always try to push for more of like it sounds bizarre but a family unit like I don't I think it can be very lonely in this industry, whether you're an actor, a director, a fight choreographer, whatever it is that your job is, it can be very lonely and you can feel very isolated. So 
on my courses or my workshops or whatever it is, we try to create an ethos where you can come in and feel like you're part of the unit. And even then when you leave, you can phone me at 3 a.m. and I will pick up the phone and be there. Or you can come to socials in and around the courses or at Christmas or there's Facebook pages for you to keep talking to people or, you know, it's not just turn up to a course, take your qualification, you're done. It's trying to create that environment where everyone is welcome. Females, males, older, younger, different bodies. And when you're in and you're with us, you're going to stay with us and we're going to nurture you and look after you and check in on you and make sure that you're going okay and in the right direction that's kind of that's it really (laughs) so where can people find out about when you're running courses when you're running classes workshops and things how can they get in touch with you everywhere and anywhere we have the instagram account which is just mc underscore combat i will always be clicking around on that so you can drop me a message on that you can go to the website which will have forms for you to kind of get in touch with us you can email us i mean you can phone me basically anytime <laughs> basically anything really um, most of it will be just under mc combat so the email will be admin at mccombat.co.uk the website is www.mccombat.co.uk instagram at MC Combat, everything's just... At MC Combat. I love it. It's nice and consistent. socials everywhere. And our numbers and emails everywhere so that you can just kind of contact us whenever you need us. Perfect. And I'll make sure all those links are also in the show notes. So if anyone is struggling and can't find you anywhere, I will make sure the links are in the show notes, just in case. Just in case. Um, so one of my last questions I would love to ask you what is your advice for aspiring performers my advice would be don't be afraid to try new things and step out of your comfort zone that's amazing it might be terrifying but it might just end up being the best thing that you choose to do that's brilliant I love that that is great advice and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and have a chat with us you're lovely I could talk to you for ages but I will let you go so thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and chat to us today that's okay thank you so much for having me oh it's been lovely thank you ever so much and thank you to everyone who's been listening at home thank you so much for listening to performer talks You can head to the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag now. You can also head to the show notes to get in touch with Bethany at The Performer Journals on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to head to Spotify or iTunes where you can leave us a review. A review helps make the industry more accessible by releasing our podcast to more performers and helping them get the help they need for free. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.